the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, uh, dipetro.com, and the website sponsored by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and also building security, residential, commercial, car keys, security cameras, Allstate Lock, online, allstatelock.com. Call them 401-349-0042. You can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. Well, folks, as... um. Like everyone else, it was just an, what an incredible day. What a, an incredible series of events the past couple of days as basically the mainstream media, sp- specifically CNN. Uh, you know, let's be honest. They had the president down for the count. They had uh, President Trump in critical condition. They had him on uh, on death's door. And then the entire world watched him walk out of that hospital at 630 at night, r- right during the national news. And, and here's the other Here's the other thing. What was wrong with that? So what that he walked out on, on ABC that was saying, you know, the former reality star and he he knows that the nation is what we what, what what's wrong with that? What's wrong with walking out as the nation is, in fact, watching the news? What would be wrong with that? They were so upset that, that President Trump walked out of there. Well, you know, he got an incredible kid. Yes, he did get an incredible kid. Guess what? He's the president of the United States. If there's something dramatic that happened to him, you would you would hope and I would think that he'd have the best surgeon available. Uh, that wasn't the case in this case. Instead, I, I would hope they did everything in their power to heal him, get him healthy again. Whatever the, uh, you know, experimental drugs were that they were using it right now, it certainly seems like it worked. And so it, maybe now this is a test case to use it on other Americans. Here's what Team Trump. And you have to be excited about is folks, they, they had him down for the count. I mean, Friday night into Saturday, it was, it was looking grim and the president who they continue to underestimate, they, you know, they never give him credit. And instead president Trump walked out of that hospital. Now the, this, the statement, you know, they're trying to say now Trump gasping for a white house in chaos, West wing ghost town mysteries around health family divided over behavior the the fact of the matter is the president seems to be okay and it would certainly seem that the the first lady is feeling better what did the president say don't be afraid of covid i feel better than i did 20 years ago so you have a president that stood up and you know what did they want to happen how many times when you've watched this whole thing during the course of, you know, the spring and then into the summer. What no one wants to talk about, and again, folks, it is the John DePietro Show and uh, brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook, and they have a great, great website, prmaterials.shop. But right now, straw, constructs, Sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, gourds, large and small, full arrangements in crafts, mum and kale. They are ready. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Stop it and see. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, they're waiting for you at PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. What did they want to happen? 
What do they want to happen? Do they want not want the president to make it out of there? You know what? No one wants to talk about. All right. So the president is slightly overweight, but most of the people that we have seen struggle, and especially in the early part of March, April, May, June, those were people we didn't know a lot about it. Let's you know we didn't, and a lot of those people were, they were obese. And a lot of the people were obese. And we're finding now that obviously they're getting a better handle on the virus. And that's good news. So much that here's the president who's slightly obese and he's 74 years old and he contracts the coronavirus and walks out of the hospital. Shouldn't we be cheering? What are they all so upset about? I mean, it, it just absolutely becomes ridiculous. What did they want to happen? This is good news. And I think the president is saying, listen, we have some experimental drugs and medication. They're obviously working and they worked on him. And now we'll use them other people. Yes, all these people that are testing positive at the White House. Won't it be great news if they all live? And I'll tell you when the media is not doing their job. The media is not doing this job because... You know, they were all talking about Providence College is returning to uh, in-person, on-campus learning. That's right. And all those kids that were infected at Providence College, guess what? None of them ended up in the hospital. The only thing that matters here is if our hospitals get overwhelmed. That's what was happening in Rhode Island back in April and the same thing with Massachusetts. That's why we had the emergency hospital set up. Think of the convention center turned into a hospital. That's the whole thing. If you don't have that, now it just becomes we're trying to contain it. Many times during flu season, the hospitals are overwhelmed. So if that's the case, and we know mask wearing, washing hands, social distance, folks, that means we're going to learn to live with the virus until the different experimental drugs become more readily available. People have learned from it. People are staying healthy. People are avoiding it. It does not mean that you don't wear it. it. It doesn't mean you disregard it and not wear a mask. It doesn't mean that in any way. And that is foolish. They should have had masks at the White House event. Should have all kind of been avoided. I mean, there's nothing good about that. Don't mistake what I'm saying. But the narrative of and people are dying and the picture of the Grim Reaper and, you know, a lot of these liberal reporters are saying, boy, these kids at PC, if they don't like the mask, they're going to hate the ventilator. That is a falsehood. There's no college students being put on ventilators. All those kids at PC and URI, guess, guess how many ended up in the hospital? Zero. How many are in intensive care? Zero. How many have died from it? Zero. All the different outbreaks at the schools you've heard of here in Rhode Island, and how many of those children, K through 12, how many are in the hospital in intensive care? And the answer is zero. And that's good news. So, you know, that was very difficult in the spring. And it's still difficult in the nursing homes. And we have to be careful in the hospitals. But the media seemingly is rooting for, they want everyone that got infected in the White House, it's like they want them to, to perish. And that just isn't the situation. So, listen, that... You know, Supreme Court, uh, Rose Garden, or yeah, it wasn't the Rose Garden event that they had with Amy Coney Barrett. I, I, listen, they should have been more careful. They should have been more distancing. They should have been mask wearing. This whole thing could have been avoided. That was very frightening with the president. 
and we don't know the full story about oxygen. But at the same time, it would certainly seem that the incredible medical staff at Walter Reed Hospital, that we have the proper uh, experimental drugs now that and, and I heard, you know, one saying, this sounds like they're just throwing everything at the president. They're giving him steroids. They're giving him oxygen. They, isn't that what you do when someone, isn't that what you'd want to think that someone would do? If someone, if, whether it's yourself or a family member and they're very sick, wouldn't you want them to, to say they did everything possible to save that person and, and preserve them, whatever it may be? Now, they're saying, well, he's the president. Not everyone has access to that type of health care. Well, now if we know that those particular drugs that they were using on him, you know, if we had had them in the spring, the death toll probably wouldn't be as high. And and and, and, and I believe this flu season is not going to be as bad as people get flu shots, as people practice, as we talk about social distancing, hand washing, people not going to work when they're sick, more testing, more testing needs to be developed. But this should be something to celebrate. And you could tell the media doesn't want to let go of the narrative. I I can't believe it. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you would agree. And I think a lot of them are disappointed that he is not on a ventilator in the hospital. Now, I want to remind you, if you are ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's your vehicle. They will repair it showroom-like condition. If someone hits your vehicle, were you in an accident? Maybe someone you know, a family member or yourself or someone you work with, bring the vehicle, have it repaired by West Fountain Auto Body. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. The original, the best. It's West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They'll repair your vehicle. They'll handle everything for you. Located right at 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right off of 95 behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. A lot more ahead. Right here, John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, visit the website, depetro.com. Remember, depetro.com. Brought to you by Mills Coffee Roasters. Link right through at millscoffeeroasting.com right there at depetro.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, Maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. 
Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Next weekend is Columbus Day weekend in Rhode Island. And Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now listen, they're going to be closed Saturday, October 10th until Tuesday, October 13th for the Columbus Day weekend feast on Federal Hill. So stop by and see Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're going to be located right in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue, right on Federal Hill. Folks, stop by and see Ron and Melissa. They'll have the most delicious cannolis, incredible calzones, everything right there. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're delicious pastry. Now, you know them. Look for them on Facebook. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, known for all the, their Trump pastry, Trump chocolate donuts, Trump cupcakes. But stop by and see them this weekend right there. They will be closed Tuesday um, until Tuesday, October 13th. They're going to be closed next Saturday, but they are going to be up on the hill. So if you're going up to the hill, it's going to be scaled down a little bit. No parade, but look for Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa, all their delicious, incredible the most delicious cannolis, big chocolate-covered donuts right there in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue. Happy Columbus Day. Stop by and see Ron and Melissa at Ron's Pastry Gourmet up on Federal Hill all weekend long for the Columbus Day Festival. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11 to 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website, dipetro.com. Very happy the way that that's coming around. You get a, uh, exclusive stories there. And dipetro.com, remember, sponsored by Just Angels, gifts from the heart. Products include custom religious items, remembrance gifts, hundreds of other gifts. Just Angels, their website is justangelsonline.com. Link right through at the website, dipetro.com. Um, I want to mention, I'm going to tell you about the Brit trial. And the reason why it is significant, and it is significant, it, it's very significant. And I'm going to tell you just how, how can I describe this? Um, I, I felt like I needed a shower when I left this uh, corruption trial yesterday. But before I do, I do want to remind you about J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial, seal coating, patio. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, always provide high quality, fear pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience specializing commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, committed to staying on schedule products, exceeding your expectations. J, letter J, J Perry Paving. Free estimate, any project. Check out their website. They're also on Facebook, and you can call J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. This is the perfect time of year have some paving done around your home and also hey learn about residential asphalt driveway or the benefits of asphalt paving folks get the blacktop affordable smooth to drive on aesthetically appealing and on top of that boy the snow melts right off it i'll tell you who can do it for you j perry paving call them 401 732 
732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, a lot of people wouldn't know him, but he is a um, considered a political operative, this uh, Jeff Britt, uh, very sleazy trial. And what was so frightening, day one wrapped up. You have to understand this. I'll tell you what is so disgraceful is this guy who is on criminal trial for money laundering, who ignored the Board of Elections. These people, they act like they're above the process. They don't have to be part of the process. What is so disgraceful is he was hired by Speaker Nick Mattiello. That's Mattiello's choice. The Speaker of the House, the most powerful person in the state. He has a very tough re-election bid. This goes back to 2016. And the fact that he employed not only him, but then two other people testified. This Ed Cotugno, the mail ballot king. Folks, this guy, uh, you know, he sells used cars on the side. I, I'm not kidding. Total, like, complete. I, I'm trying to be kind here. Um, him and his female companion, Teresa Graham take the stand. The, these people, there's no political expertise. It's very obvious that there's a scam with the mail ballots, the mail ballot guru and all this other foolishness. Why? Because they do unethical things. The mail ballot law, I'll tell you what, the mail ballot regulations and laws in Rhode Island with the use of mail ballots should be curbed so a guy like N. Catuno can't be brought in as a political operative completely manipulating and gaming the system that's what they do that's why you'd hire him and he learned through cnc in the 70s he worked for ed depreet and people bring him along why because he knows how to manipulate mail ballots that's his big expertise does he know about polling or polling zero he just knows all the ins and outs, that's his specialty and knows how to manipulate it. But they're, they're gaming the system. And what is so disgraceful is the most powerful person in the state, Nick Mattiello, notice when he finds that there's a way to game the system, when he finds that there's someone that you know has made a career out of gaming the system with mail ballots, basically influencing elections, there's no way this stuff is on the up and up. Right. These guys, these, he's not legit. Does he revamp the system? No. Does he close the loopholes that this clown and his female companion, they, this couple, they're the type, if you had them over for dinner, I, I would count the silverware before I left. They, they left my house. The wife, excuse me, not a wife, Teresa Graham, completely disheveled, wearing a dress that I think I saw on, like on Bewitched or something and just... Like, these are the big political operatives. The woman was so disingenuous on the stand. I didn't believe her. No, I don't think she was telling the truth. I think she was dishonest. I don't remember. Boy, that was so long ago. Oh, it was so long. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't recall. Over and over. What are you, Christine Blasey Ford? I didn't believe any of this. And then she, I'm not good with dates. She said, if, I wouldn't even know if tomorrow's my birthday. Excuse me. Now I find this a little hard to believe. They they were thrilled that this criminal, who I think he will be found guilty, Britt, they were thrilled that he picked up their big dinner at Twin Oaks. 
But then she said, yeah, you know, if I find someone I like in politics, I so I sent them a thousand dollar check. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like I like I believe that. I mean, this is someone who, again, I don't want to be cruel, but it just it was it was sleazy. It was grimy. It, it was very unbecoming. Uh, you just picture the real bottom of the barrel form of politics. That's what it reminded me of. And that's who, you know, this guy was neck deep with. Now, I think it was a, the prosecution could have been a little more prepared. But the question is, when is the state? See, that's Mariel is not a leader. He's just someone that takes advantage of his power. I mean, I, I think a lot of people know that. I think you know that. He's not a leader. We really don't have a lot of leaders. We have people that they're elected officials who take advantage of their position in order to enhance them. So, I mean, that's right. It's, it's all about just making money with them in schemes and scams where they can enrich themselves. It's all about that. Because a leader would say, well, wait a minute. You know, if this guy's able to do this, then we should close that loophole because no one should be able to violate our elections. But they don't do that. Quite the opposite. What do they do? They hire them. You know, whatever you're doing out there with the mail ballots, I want you to do them for me. You know, that type of thing. So I don't know what he was doing. I don't want to know. Yeah, I'm sure you don't want to know. Nothing ethical, I'll tell you that. What's his big expertise? I know mail ballots. Winning ways. Yeah. Sounds more like cheating ways is more like it. Unethical ways. Folks, terrible. I, the, the trial is just sleaze. This was the underbelly. This was the underbelly of the Mattiello campaign. This is the underbelly. This is where, as they say, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. This is the sleaze that was the 2016 Mattiello. And by the way, he still has the same sleaze around him. That little, we're going to see that little weasel on the stand, the chief of staff, Leo Skenyon. And then uh, Matt Jersig was his name was tossed around, and then Coutinho. I don't know if we're going to see that his right hand goon of the JCLS, Frank Montanaro. And then what was the reward for Ed Coutinho? His son Michael got a got a job at the JCLS working for the speaker. He's another beaut. I mean, it it is just, and I get that they know ward captains and this this guy. It it is frightening. He doesn't. That he would that he would have any involvement or control in an election, folks. There's nothing positive about that. But this trial about the money laundering, I I think the I think the the attorney general's office, I think they I think they had a good first day. It's tough. It was um, a little painstakingly on details. Important though, did a good job to establish that. I don't think former U.S. attorney Bob Corrente. I'm so disappointed, but I know like. You're a criminal. You have to have an attorney. But, I mean, he was the U.S. attorney. At one point, he used to go after the bad guys. Now he's defending the bad guys. He was thorough and trying. The case is the case. Um, I don't know if he accomplished what he wanted to, and I'm trying to be kind. It's early in, first day, but I thought that first witness, Shauna Lawton, and by the way, that uh, Dan York is – all the way, he's neck deep in this whole thing with Britt. And I believe supposed to testify later in the week, as is uh, Mattiello and then that Leo Skenyon. I believe they're 
all supposed to be um, testifying at the, uh, at the end of the week at some point. I think Mattiello is Thursday. And then Britt, um, I think that's when he's calling them the, like on his witness list. And and I don't think they're going to get anywhere with him. I think Mattiello is just going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. That guy, we hired him. He was hired to do certain things. But he didn't really do a lot. And I didn't see him. And I didn't talk to him. And he didn't ask me about that. Um, Britt turned down 18 months in prison. Uh, I would be interested to see if found guilty, the judge would give him anything less than that. So they're really playing with fire. Good judge. System's working. I'm glad they brought the charges. Certainly seems total. And the lies are the lies to the press, the lies to everyone. No, we don't. We don't know what's going on. We didn't coordinate. No, we were involved with that. Lie, lie, lie. I mean, Britt is beyond a pathological liar. How do you know his lips are moving? Yeah, how do you know he's lying? His lips are moving. Folks, I want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Did someone hit your car? They did. Call Kenny and Patricia at West Fountain, 272-3340. The original, the best, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. Put you in a rental car, deal with the insurance company, West Fountain Auto Body. Call them. 401-272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. If someone damages your vehicle, drunk driver, how about the amount of people that text and drive and don't pay attention? Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340. Remember, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. They'll get your vehicle back on the road. If someone hits your car, fender bender to a nearly total vehicle, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Now, this Brit trial, it is in the news, and a lot of state house players, what is significant about it, at the very least, we have to hope that this is some kind of deterrent amongst the amount of political corruption that's going on in the state. Folks, that's all we can hope for, because there's so much of it, and it's just... It's just repulsive is what it is. And it's just so sleazy and they lie. And, you know, Mattiello was asked about this in 2016. He lied. He was in a debate. This is the Speaker of the House. He was on 10 News Conference in a debate. He's running for that seat now against Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, Mayor Fung's wife. I've had her on the program. She's filled in for me. She's terrific. Um, he was in a debate with her on uh, 10 News Conference. And said, oh, no, the grand jury with me, that was nothing. That's over. It's not over. Another lie. I mean, it's one lie after another. They lie, they lie. And then when they're caught in the lie, they say, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I mean, like, sorry about that. I remember years ago with the Wendy Collins story, John Harwood lied, lied, lied. And then former Providence, uh, Providence uh, Journal columnist M. Charles Bax said, you know, when I asked you if you were involved with that in any way, you told me no. And Harwood, who lied, said, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry if I offended you. And M. M. Charles Bax said, you didn't offend me. You offended the truth. But just think of that. Do you have anything to do with this woman? Absolutely not. No. You, I swear to God, nothing to do with it. And then three months later, yeah, I did actually have something to do with it. Sorry if I offended you. Look at the way it's portrayed. 
If you were offended at the fact that I lied when you asked me a question, and that's what's been going on. At the time, Matty Yellow said, nope, I asked my crew. No one knew anything about it. We weren't involved. Nothing to do with us, blah, blah, blah. All lies. I mean, they were involved neck deep. And they kept all saying to both the Shauna Lawton and so, oh, no, it's going to be nothing. Don't worry about it. No, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. And the other thing is, you know, Britt is having a tough time trying to that he wasn't directing things. He even told her who to talk to, who not to talk to. As far as media interviews, um, he organized the whole thing. This was this, this was his show. He was the quarterback. It was his idea. It was his concept. Figured out, or he thought he did, the way to do the money. Very underhanded, very, very sleazy. But so I think it's important. I know some people are questioning whether or not they are, in fact, uh, going to get him on this. Um, I think they're going to meet the burden. I do. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens on on Wednesday and Thursday. It's certainly not guaranteed. But in the very beginning, they certainly didn't knock off the concept of just who was behind this whole thing. There was no one else behind this other than the person that's on trial for it. And that is this, uh, he's the, 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 here's the thing. These guys fancy themselves political operatives. Folks, they're not political operatives. Everything they do is basically illegal. I mean, there's no way the mail ballots are done on the up and up. And Brit, oh yeah, I'm a political operative. I strategize. No, you don't. You did an illegal mailer then lied about it. And now you're on, you're brought up on criminal charges for money laundering. There's no, there's no political strategy in that fame, political strategist. It's, it's, it's a joke. He was involved with the Caprio campaign, 2010 lost. He was involved with the Bruce Bayer campaign. Oh, two against Harwood lost. He was involved with Mark Binder ran against, uh, Gordon Fox lost. He ran Ken Block's campaign, Republican primary against Mayor Alan Fung. That was in uh, 2014. Lost. <laughs> was involved with the Mattiello campaign. Lost at the machine vote. And then somehow after an illegal mailer where he's up on criminal charges, they won by 85 mail ballots. And then I don't know what his relationship was with 2018 he was very friendly with patricia morgan and trillo i don't know what involvement he had with their gubernatorial campaigns if anything but he was very friendly with them so maybe he didn't have any involvement possible but the only winning campaign he was part of was the mattiello campaign and for that one he's up on criminal criminal charges Folks, it's comical. Hey, I want to remind you, with all this talk about defunding the police, remember, you need to be able to defend yourself, your family, your business. Stop in and see my friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. You can call him at 401-727-1716. 401-727-1716. Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in and see John. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. The original, the best competent remember when they say defund the police what do you say you say competition shooting supply 727-1716 located 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. take exit 2a exit 2a yes exit 2a competition shooting supplies the original the best the defender of the faith my friend john francis stop in and see him 
at Competition Shooting Supplies. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks, weekdays, 11 to 2, a.m. 1380 and 99.9 FM. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And it's my health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family. Plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What if I told you you could have, say, an extra $200, $300 a month? Sounds sound like something you might be interested in. Well, I'll tell you who can do that. Get out a piece of paper and a pen or pencil, whatever. But anyway, write down the number for A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call Scott and Alex today at 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Come on, it's the fall. And who knows what's going to happen over the course of the winter, the spring. I bet you could use some extra money. Why not take advantage of a free consultation with Scott and Alex at A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. You can call them at 401-353-9300. They're located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. Nice and safe, plenty of free parking. Look for them on Facebook, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. They also have a great website, aemazika.com. And let them help you save money on auto insurance, on home insurance, business insurance, life insurance. They are the best. Call A.E. Mazika Insurance Services today, 401 401- three five three ninety three hundred think about it think if they save you i don't know two hundred dollars a month that's like giving yourself a raise think of an additional twenty five hundred dollars a year maybe even more how about three hundred dollars a month four hundred dollars a month ae mazika insurance services free consultation call them 401-353-9300 401-353-9300 
9300. Free consultation. Call them 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. AE Mazika Insurance Services. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Folks, uh, each day we're going to be doing a uh, kind of a trial recap with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. And Tim, the Brit trial day one is in the books. Uh, I was fortunate enough I was in court. It's a bench trial. I will give them credit. The court was well organized with the COVID concerns. Judge Procasini, as you had said, very thorough excellent judge um no opening argument jumped right into it because of the bench trial and there were three witnesses and uh obviously anxious to hear your thoughts starting with the biggest one is the shauna lawton who would she had um candidate and witness i should say she ran against steve fryers in the primary lost and then she was the one it was under her name that uh, machinations began with jeff Britt with this whole mailer how do you think um Shauna Lawton, as a witness, uh, turned out the first day for the prosecution. She's she testified with a um, grant of immunity, so she can't be prosecuted as long as she tells the truth. Um, I thought that her story, her testimony, appeared to be credible. Um, I don't think that the cross examination um, divulged anything remarkable in terms of a- attacking her credibility. Uh, she connects the dots. She was a good first witness in that she kind of sets the table with how she was contacted by Jeff Britt, how Britt kind of led her down the path to um, come out and support uh, Nick Mattiello, how he um, came to her with a draft of what the mailer would look like. Um, she indicated she had no money. He told her he knew how to take care of that. Um, he brought her two checks. She then, at his instruction, um, cut the check to the default um, advertising company to create the mailer. After things sort of hit the fan with the mailer and there was a complaint filed by Brandon Bell, uh, Britt continued to sort of be the quarterback and coach her as to what to say, what not to say, who to speak to, who not to speak to, when to cut off communications with the press. Clearly, um, her testimony made it appear that this was a Jeff Britt production and only a Jeff Britt production. He was everything in terms of her um, involvement with this um, mailer. Um, On cross-examination, Bob Carrenti did what he could with her. He tried to um, point out some inconsistencies with what she might have said on the Dan York show and what her attorney provided to the board of elections when the the board's inquiry first um, started, John. But, you know, if you really parse what um, she said on the, the air with Dan York, she didn't really lie. She sort of gave answers to questions which were rather broad. Um, and she wasn't under oath. And this was all very at the, at the. Folks, we're speaking with attorney uh, Tim Dodd right here doing a uh, Brit first day update. Again, we're speaking with uh, our legal expert attorney Tim Dodd, day one of the uh, Jeff Britt trial. Folks, again, this was the Mattiello campaign for 2016. And Tim, I'll say this about Shauna Lawton. She 
certainly came off of the prosecution with the testimony that she ran in the primary, a total political newcomer, a neophyte, if you will, and uh, lost and then suddenly was contacted by this guy that she didn't know before. And he kind of was leading the show and even shows up at the first second meeting, excuse me, with a mailer. And then it, it sounds like after that, she kind of was, you know, and nothing to be insulted against her, but she was just in overhead. She suddenly is doing a media interview. Suddenly the board of elections is contacting her. They'd all been telling her, ah, don't worry about it. there's nothing here. And suddenly she has to hire an attorney. She sounds like someone who to me came off and she was presented to the judge un- unwittingly got caught up in this whole scheme. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I don't think she ever considered that there could be campaign finance violations or money laundering. I'm sure it never occurred to her. Um, But I I questioned the defense strategy. Um, I mean, Bob Carrente took a very long time to parse everything Shauna Lawton's ever said. And maybe he scored a few points that she had a few inconsistencies with what she said previously, but none of it undercuts the central elements of the crimes that Britt is charged with. Number one, money laundering, and number two, campaign finance violations. Nothing undercuts the fact from Shona Lawton's perspective that this was a Jeff Britt production. He dreamed it up. He connected the dots. He told her how to do it. He funded it, and she did what he told him to do. Yeah. So I don't know how that really helps the defense in the long run. Get his guy off the hook, John. If if keep in mind, um, as far as anyone else who is involved in this thing, my understanding is the statute of limitations for any criminal charges has expired. So even if the judge thinks, gee, other guys were involved in this and it would have been interesting if they had been charged, at the end of the day, what would that have done if the statute of limitations was still viable? Britt right. might have been charged with conspiring with other people who might have been charged. But mm-hmm. none of this is going to get him off the hook. The second witness up was uh, known as the male ballot guru, who's very Rhode Island, uh, very entertaining in some ways, Ed, Ed Cotugno, and he had uh, talked about it. He doesn't remember, but sometime he met Britt. He also, it's interesting, worked with them. I didn't know that on the Ken Block campaign. And uh, he had worked with them. He had worked on a couple other campaigns. I think Anastasia Williams and then a David Coughlin race in Pawtucket. I don't know if he worked directly with him, but he said on the Block campaign, that was the primary, Republican primary 2014 against Alan Funk. He got up and I'll tell you, Tim, um, he seemed again like a straight shooter. Uh, Jeff was, you know, he was there. He made it very clear that Jeff Britt was the one, the only one that brought up money with him, uh, said, I'll pay between 400, 700 a week cash. That certainly raised some eyebrows and then said, we're going to need a check from you. Would you write a check? And on second thought, would you ask your wife to do it? Cause you're a little too close to the campaign by and large, same story kind of does what he's asked, uh, asked the wife to then send it. And, um, I, I found his testimony seemed to stay very close to the narrative that the prosecutors seem to be putting forward. Yes. And Ed, Ed is an old hand in the political game. He's been around for a long time. He's very experienced. He does come across as a straight shooter. He knows very well what he's doing in terms of mail ballots and participating in campaigns. Um, 
he did stick to the narrative of what the prosecutors uh, had put forth. I don't think he was touched very much on cross-examination. And, you know, not that it's for the Brit guilt or innocence issue, but in terms of how any of this will rub off on Nick Mattiello, um, Coutinho indicates he really had never had much contact with Nick Mattiello during the campaign. So at least there's one of the um, insiders on this campaign who does not put Nick in the room during any of the substantive discussions about doing this mailer, how to fund it, you know, how to, how to do all this on the, on the, and be very cute about it. So Ed does not put Nick anywhere near the decision-making on this mailer, the funding of it, or imputes no. any knowledge to Nick whatsoever. Um, nope. So from that perspective, um, I think the speaker had a good day for, as far as this first day of testimony goes. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, Ed Coutinho even shared, you know, he's working for the speaker right now on his reelection. It was one funny moment where uh, Stephen Danbrook was kind of setting him up and saying in that race, when the, when the, you know, the machine count, was over Frias won, but he said election night. What was it that put Nick Mattiello over the top? And Ed Catuño, proud as could be, said it was winning ways. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek said it was mail balance is what it was. But uh, he was an entertaining and very, you know, they ran into uh, Brit uh, Jeffrey, his uh, significant other, or as uh, Teresa Graham said, his significant. Ran into the Twin Oaks, and then Brit even picked up the dinner. The third witness, Tim, I didn't know what to make of it other than she seemed very, very nervous on the stand, speaking in a hushed tone, even a low talker, um, seemed very, very comfortable. Her, I didn't find as believable as the other two. And this is uh, Ed Coutinho's longtime, not wife, but they've been together for 23 years. And um, she ultimately is the one that wrote out the check. Um for the $1,000 to, as, as one of the parties to help fund the mailer. Yes, she did. I'm sure what was asked of her, I'm sure she didn't ask any questions about why this was being done. Um, yeah. She probably had a sense if she's in that political world, what might be going on, but, you know, would have plausible deniability about why she was being asked and where the money was going and why it was going there. Um, you know, in that political strata um, of folks who are involved in campaigns, a lot of times, hey, can you cut a check for this candidate? He needs some money. Sure. And you don't even ask who it is, what it's for, what party they're in. If the ask is made, a lot of there's a certain strata of folks who will say, of course, I'll cut you a check. It's just the currency of that business world, if you will, um, although it's political, it's what's done. And, you know, that her husband asked her to do it, um, or at least Britt didn't want to ask the husband. In any event, the wife knew, she's not the wife, Teresa Graham knows that Ed's working with the Mattiello people, and whoever yeah. made the ask of her, she wasn't going to say no, she was going to cooperate. Um, I'm sure she was very uncomfortable being there. Um, yeah. I'm sure she doesn't want to implicate anyone unnecessarily. Um she was a very reluctant witness, and her demeanor evidenced that. She was a very reluctant witness. I know she's still under cross-examination, but again, I don't know what Bob Carenti ultimately gets out of her because the, the, 
the foundation has been laid that this was a Brit production and all his idea. Next one up, uh, I believe after her, I think, but someone we're going to hear from is Vic Pichette. He was the one that I thought it was interesting that, um, uh, and again, folks, this is the Jeff Britt uh, criminal money laundering trial, but he was the one that Teresa, um, excuse me, Yashawn Lawton said that when she had a fundraiser, she looked around, she knew everyone there except for one person, and it turned out to be uh, Vic Pichette. And he's the other one that wrote the check. And just um, some of his comments before when we found out that he'd gone in front of the grand jury, and I think I think he got immunity, but I, I thought one of his comments was, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm in trouble, and now my life's never going to be the same, and I didn't do anything wrong. And so I will see how they handle him tomorrow. But, Tim, I, if they were trying to establish, like, who's the quarterback here, who is running it so far, um, as much as they were trying to even with Ed Catunio do, like, well, who is in charge of the campaign? He was saying, oh, I, I think it would be Leo Skenyon and Jersic. But then, you know, they were saying, but who did you deal with? He's like, I only dealt with Jeff. I didn't deal with those guys. So I don't know how much it helps if they're trying to say that, you know, th- it was very clear that between Shauna Lawton and Teresa Graham and Ed Catunio, their only person of contact was the person, the defendant on trial. Yes. And, you know, Jeff Britt had a very storied reputation. He's worked for Democrats. He's worked for Republicans. In fact, I think Governor Raimondo said she hired him during one campaign cycle because she didn't want the opposition to have him. So he couldn't hurt her. A lot of times he would be hired by campaigns just so he wouldn't work for the opposition because he's got a track record of effectiveness. And I'm sure it would have been very normal for uh, people like Ed Cotuno to deal directly with Brit. Britt had a lot of operational involvement, I believe, in that campaign, um, separate and apart from this mailer. He was a significant uh, component of, of the Mattiello re-election campaign. Um, I think Victor uh, Prichette, if I'm not mistaken, is testifying with an immunity agreement. Um, so yeah. that would bolster his credibility. He's got no motivation to lie about any of this. Um, and I believe his testimony will also make it that he was dealing with um, Britt in terms of Britt asking for the $1,000. Um, the question will be, or the issue is going to be, how much did Britt explain to Victor? Did he connect the dots as to why he was being asked for the money, what the money was going to be used for, and what the end result was expected to be? If Victor puts a lot of those words into Britt's mouth that, you know, Britt explained, this is how we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. Um, I, I think he'll be a very helpful witness for the prosecution. And again, it's going to be somebody very difficult for the defense to score points with on cross-examination. Tim, uh, before we let you go again, folks, we speak with attorney Tim Dodd. This is day one recap of the uh, Jeff Britt trial. Um, you know, the, even, you know, you point out some very good points, Tim Dodd, and one of them is like Shauna Lawton. At no point was it she said, oh, yeah, I went to Mattiello headquarters. I met with the speaker. I met with Leo. I met with – no, her only dealings, the places she met was she seemingly just kept me, many meeting Brit at Brute Awakenings. When she did go on the Dan York show and didn't give exact answers, she wasn't communicating with, with Leo. She wasn't communicating with Mattiello. Again, who was she communicating with? She was communicating with Brit. Um, Ed Catunio, 
he didn't say, yeah, you know, the speaker and they brought me in and said, well, pay. nope, the person that hired me said that's who I dealt with. That's who gave me. Could could there also be some questions as to where was uh, Britt getting uh, 400 to 700 a week in, in cash to pay Ed Coutinho? There, there could be a question about where that money was coming from, but the question would be, is it relevant? Will the prosecutors okay. object to that line of questioning? And will the judge find that it has any relevance to Brit's conduct vis-a-vis this mailer? If he was paying Ed Coutinho cash or somebody else cash, is that really relevant to what he did in setting up this whole um, Shauna Lawton scheme? Um, you know, the judge is going to keep a pretty tight rein on how far afield we get. But again, John, I go back. Let's assume that ultimately Britt tries to point the finger at Leo Skenyon as being involved or at Matt Jerzyk as being involved. Those guys can't be prosecuted criminally, and it's not going to vindicate Britt's conduct because so far it's his baby, it's his idea, and he's the guy who carried out this special ops mission, if you will. So pointing the finger at others as being participants, even if true, doesn't get him off the hook. So I'm very uh, puzzled by their whole trial strategy at this juncture, based upon what we've heard from the witnesses to date. One other thing, uh, kind of a theory that seemingly was thrown out a little bit was, um, and it was a uh, defense attorney, Bob Crenty, who did a very thorough and was doing, you know, he'd work with what you have, but he was trying to say to her, and you don't feel or something like you were treated fairly by the Republican Party and you felt they were out to get you or something to that nature. And then he went to a text where then it was uh, involving Brandon Bell and um, um, Chippendale, Representative Chippendale and also uh, Representative Brian Newberry. And it almost seemed to be trying to build up that she, her real motivation for this was she had this axe to grind with the Republican Party. But, Tim, she wasn't meeting with she wasn't meeting with someone like, let's fix these Republicans. We'll get even with them. She she was meeting with the, the guy who was the campaign consultant on the Mattiello campaign. And that and was Britt Britt. made promises to her that Mattiello would be um, a, a proponent of some of the issues that she had raised during her primary campaign. So she wasn't out yep. to stick it to the Republican Party. She was looking to no. um, forward her agenda of issues, and Britt made promises that that would be done. Hmm. Folks, again, he's our legal expert. We're going to talk to him each day this week. Tim Dodd, Tim, great job, and we'll uh, continue. Look forward our to it, John. Thanks.